Long Island, it's TechWorks Consulting CEO Chris Coluccio. No matter where I am on the island or online, I'm always listening to 103.9 LI News Radio. By the way, we make sure of it how we put a bracelet on Chris when he's not on the program. We make sure he is listening and he joins us right now in his usual spot, TechWorks Consulting. The man when it comes to uh, anything tech-oriented. Sir, it is always great to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You healthy? Everybody good? Good. In the Coluccio Everybody's family? Good. I, yeah, I've been listening to your trials and tribulations, so uh, interesting how you're making out. I'm doing fine. I'm asymptomatic. No temperature. Respiratory check 10 minutes ago at 99. So I'm breathing good, sir. And uh, and hopefully I will stay that way. And hopefully uh, the uh, the tech world in will. You know, you sent me a whole bunch of stuff. Very interesting. Uh, what's happening in and around regarding YouTube and everything else? Let's uh, let's get into that uh, for a couple of seconds here. You Tell know, the folks what's happening in general. Well, so you know, you know, I feel like uh, so I've been preaching to everybody about how we're cutting the cord of these cable companies and getting rid of their stuff. And uh, I moved over to YouTube TV. There's other ones like Slingbox and uh, you know uh, Hulu and all these other services out there. And the savings were like so huge. Like I saved probably maybe 85, 90 bucks a month on my cable bill just by doing that and getting rid of some of the services that I didn't need. And then all of a sudden YouTube comes out yesterday and goes, oh, it's a fifteen ninety nine a month increase just like that. You know, sure, they added a couple extra channels and this. So now everybody's like, oh, am I really saving any money? So I kind of feel like, feel a little almost, you know, like I, you recommend these things and they, they suck you in almost like, you know, like almost like a drug dealer. Like, oh, they want to get you on these TV services. And now they're going to be the new cable companies where they just keep increasing the rate uh, without really getting that much more for it. So Terrible job. So in essence, they, they see the cash cow what it could provide so they get a little bit greedy is what you're saying when everything's said and done, right? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I mean, there's, you know, there's, I guess, um, you know, I don't know that there's any kind of collusion going on, but there's still some competition in this market. But, um, you know, right now, YouTube has the most channels, has uh, some things that you can't get in other areas. um, And they were kind of the, the, you know, the go-to player. And now all of a sudden, you know, they they, they up there, I I guess they got enough share and they decided they're going to up their prices. Um, but which is what we see with these companies, you know, they generally, uh, they get you sucked in on a low price and then you're kind of stuck and I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll move over to sling or, or Hulu or something else, but it was kind of a little bit of a shock to, uh, to see that much of an increase over in a month, basically without, you know, I mean, it's just a big increase. It's normally a $40, $49 a month product. Now it's uh, 50, uh, $69. That's a jump. And I'll tell you one thing, uh, it is not cheap. Folks, you know that. It's not cheap. I mean, any you know what's crazy? Anything you try and do, you know, everybody's like shocked when they pay their bills and everything. I have direct TV, and quite frankly, it's off the charts. You know, I, every once in a while, I got to get on the horn with, with direct and say, hey, what am I paying for? You know, and, and I'll tell you, here's a, here's a bit of advice for everybody. Make sure you understand your bill. Know what you're paying for. Know the services you are getting within the confines, whatever service you have. Because sometimes they get a little cutesy with you. Add a couple of channels that you didn't even sign up for, and guess what? You're paying a little bit more each month. So I implore people, Chris Coluccio, to check out and know what services they're paying for for whatever provider you have. The good thing about these services is they're much, much easier to cancel than the other services. Some of the other services have contracts. If you're like Cablevision and you try to cancel Cablevision, you know you'll be on the phone with them for two hours. Uh, you know, uh, probably in tears by the end of it, by the time you uh, get out of 
uh, actually canceling it. Um, but, you know, these other services, at least they're month to month, so we have some choice. But I, what I do is I find myself saying, oh, I saved all this money. You know, now they're more expensive, but then I added Netflix, and then I added another service and another service, and I'm starting to tick back up towards that price I was paying the cable company. So I don't know which one's better. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I, I do like the freedom to be able to turn it on and off as I wish. So, Talk to us a little bit about Novalot. What's that all about? A little bit of a tale of the cloud, the data center provider filed for bankruptcy. You guys dealt with it. Tell us. So I want to, you know, this is kind of a cautionary tale out there for all these people that are moving over to... Uh, cloud service providers or software that's being hosted in the cloud that um, they need to kind of know who they're getting in bed with when they're buying these cloud services because not all are created equal. And, and we are definitely a cautionary tale because, uh, you know, we have a data center in, in a very, we have a, we have a data center company that's in a very reputable data center that was managing some of our servers for us in the cloud. And they up and decided that they were going to file for bankruptcy and not like Chapter 11 bankruptcy, uh, Chapter 13 bankruptcy, where basically they just shut the shop, sh shut the shop down. And they gave us pretty much three weeks to move all of our data uh, out of their cloud into some other place because they were shutting down the, the services because they couldn't pay for it anymore. And, you know, fortunately, we were able to find good par uh, another good partner of ours and move our data center over there. But not everybody did. I mean, they had over 400 clients that were similar to us and some of them that were, you know, not uh, IT companies. And so we were, you know, we had a contract with them. We had all that kind of good stuff, but I guess they weren't financially stable and we didn't keep an eye on them. So you got to be careful because what we found is like, you know, everybody wants to move their software to the cloud. So they don't have servers and they don't have this other stuff. And in generally it's, it's a very good method uh, to do that, to save some money in the business, to get better, uh, you know, better, then you would buy equipment and services. But you also got to really check those companies that you're doing work with because we found on our side that, you know, some of the software companies, they're not really, they're, you know, and, and I'll give you a really sad tale. We found one of these companies that was a very, very large provider of software for like the golf industry and other, uh, and, and some other services. We went into their offices to look at their facilities and their servers that they were hosting in the cloud were sitting on the floor in their, in their offices. And it was like, that's what they were presenting to people on their website. They looked all great, but on the back end, they were really just this company that was like falling apart in pieces. Um, and so, so you just got to be careful because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there when it comes to this stuff. Um, and you really got to look at your contracts as to what data you own and don't own. Those services, moving to the cloud is a great thing, and I don't want to stop anybody from doing it, but there's two things you want to take into account. You definitely want to take into account where you're going, why you're doing, uh, what kind of companies you're using, and what their data centers and their services are like. You also want to take into account what happens, in our, like in our case, if for some reason it just goes dead, it just stops, or it's going to close, and how you're going to back up your data and how you're going to recover from that. Like I said, we were lucky. We were able to move our data out to another provider in the cloud that, that you know, we trust, and, uh, and that was good, but we've seen it happen, and, and I know some of the other partners, some of the other companies like ours are really struggling because they, got, they had three weeks to move massive amounts of data. So uh, just, a, just a cautionary tale of something that we lived and we've seen from some other clients, too. Good advice. You went through it. Chris Coluccio with us, TechWorks Consulting, the great company, no one better than Chris. All right, so how can we not think that somebody is not watching us, right? We got contact tracing now with COVID. Uh, you got all this stuff with ultrasonic sound waves through various devices, TV, phones, apps, 
signals, smartphone users. You know, you look at look at that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. You know, they found foil uh, in and around her phone when they uh, peered into the windows there in New Hampshire and eventually got her. But in essence, you know, how could you think you're not being tracked these days? There's just so much out there, no? Well, I mean, I guess, you know, the answer is we are. I mean, that's the simple answer. That every, But the question has to come down is to when does it stop or, or when, what is, what is, you know, what is enough or when do we decide that it's in our best interest? Like right now, you know, we're a product. We're not, you know, to all of these companies, we're just a product. We're just a, a, a market number or a reference point or, a, and, and, it, and it's kind of crazy because they use all of our data and all the things that we provide them uh, and all the things that kind of, in some cases, make us special about what we like and who we do and all those other things. And they use that to, in some cases, market to us, but in some cases, you know, it, it's kind of nefarious. They're building data sets around every person that's out there, and they know so much about us more, in some cases, more than we know about ourselves. And I think that, you know, in, at, at some point, we have to come to the conclusion that uh, we, want, we need to take our privacy back. We need to say that, that our privacy is ours. And, you know, we see this in these apps. So now you have an app on your phone. You have these apps on your phones that are tracking you via ultrasonic sound. I mean, this is crazy. You walk into a store, and if that store has a TV on, there's an app on your phone that picks up that TV that knows that you're in that store, and they're, they're correlating it with other data. So they can get every ounce of information from us without us really knowing. And, and to me, it's getting a little sick, to be honest with you. It's, get, it's becoming too much because we see that um, they're not good stewards of our data. They're not good stewards they're, that they get hacked into. They sell it to everybody and their you know, brother, and, uh, and they're not using it in, in a way that, to me, is, um, is really beneficial. To, it's beneficial to them, but it's not beneficial to us. And at some point, I think we need to flip the script, and everybody needs to start agreeing that our data should be ours to give out. It, it has a value, to be honest with you. The data that we give out has a value. They're, they're willing to pay for it. And we should at least, if we're going to give it up, we should at least know that uh, who we're giving it to and what they're using it for and have some ability to see what it is, to correct it if it's wrong, because we don't even have that opportunity right now, um, and, and to not give it up if we don't want to. And I think that that's, we're just missing that as a right, uh, you know, almost a privacy bill of rights, like I've talked to in the past, that, that these companies should let us, there should be a way for us to let us know what they have on us as opposed to, um, you know, just keeping it. So, and, and, you know, they, they, all of these agreements that are out there that say, oh, you know, you, you get an app and you put to this, this huge agreement that nobody reads and nobody understands really should be brought down to everybody's agreeing upon the same way that we're willing to, to deal with data. Um, so, so that's kind of stuff. I mean, we just constantly see, you see, you see TikTok, LinkedIn, Reddit, all spying on our, every thing we type. And then we try to put, you know, we're playing a cat and mouse game. I uh, try to get my clients, oh, you, you use this uh, website like DuckDuckGo that doesn't track you or, or, you know, uh, you know, don't track, you know, don't, so, so, you know, use uh, spyware blockers and these other things that, that don't track you on, on your, uh, phones and on your website and then they come out with some other method to do it anyway so they're so they're getting that information no matter what so we want to hold on to our privacy and they say we don't care i mean that's just what it is so um it's kind of becoming too much i think and i think that we have to i think maybe some people are starting to get educated about it but i think also you know like everything else the the the, the government the legislation just the the general mindset of the population isn't ready they just like they like this stuff so much but uh, i don't know that we can trust these companies with our data anymore it's just you know, to do uh, a couple of minutes remain uh, with Mr. Coluccio. What about uh, time for one more, maybe? But 
Half of New York America, North American businesses believe, Chris, their tech is inadequate. I mean, that's like an ongoing situation. As the world changes, they don't. What's the deal? Yeah, I think that what you're seeing is that um, a lot of businesses, uh, when they say inadequate, what they kind of found was that they felt that they didn't have uh, technology that was kind of that, that fit together well. So they had a piece of software. They might use Excel to do this, and then they might have a piece of software for managing their HR, and they might have a piece of software for running their clients, and then they have some stuff that's stored in old type of file folder structure, and that the businesses weren't really putting that all together in a way that um, made it easy for the employees to do their job or to get the data that they needed and to... Um, you know, uh, that they were chaotic, I guess, would be the kind of word. So they were using multiple technologies, multiple platforms. Um, and, and I think that that's kind of um, what we see around the organization. Their infrastructure is a little bit of a mess. They don't know where to, to um, you know, to go to kind of bring it all together. And I think, you know, we're starting to see a lot of this, um, a lot of businesses kind of wising up to that concept of really having a good IT process across the whole board and saying, like, you know, why you enter and you know we go back to the data as being the most important thing but why do you enter data multiple times when if you enter it once you should be able to travel across you know the life of that organization or that client without having to repeat steps or having people going searching all over for it so in just a general way i think that was the big um the big thing they found that you know that they that they were some of the apps were unintuitive some of the processes were unintuitive and that they feel that somebody needs to come in and kind of look at that process from the back end, make sure that everything's kind of working and flowing. And it's one of the things that we do for our clients is we kind of, we look at it from the outside and we say, you know, why are you using this app to do that? Why are you doing it this way? How can we make it more productive or better? How can we get a little bit more return on some of these products? A lot of people have like Office 365 and they use 10% of it. They don't use SharePoint and OneDrive and to make their businesses more productive. So that's kind of what you found in that area is like, it's just, Everybody's throwing technology at the table, but they're not really making a good, uh, you know, like focusing on it with a good plan. We're almost out of time, but I did want to get into this whole cancel culture and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, give me a little bit of a dissertation on that, 60 seconds or less, and I tell you what, I'm going to have you back on me for your August appearance even to go into this more. How's that? But give us a little something here. Leave us with something. You know, you know what, I find, what I find funny is that, you know, um, these these platforms that benefit from having no, so, so they, they, you know, a platform like Facebook or Twitter or these other platforms, they can't get sued for the content that we put up there. So they benefit a lot from that. But I, once again, um, they, they, like in other segments that you were talking about, they don't, they pretend like they're, um, all in it for the social causes and they're going to block Donald Trump or they're going to block, uh, uh, whatever the, the, whatever they don't like, uh, on one side or the other. I mean, I'm not trying to make it too political, but you know they go in and they say, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do this because whatever is trending at the time, they're gonna they're gonna kind of um, be a part of so that they can keep the status quo." But then they go ahead and they advertise on Russian the Russian version of Facebook or the or the Chinese version of Facebook, and these companies that run those they're so bad on human rights and they're so. Um, terrible with the way that they treat, uh, whether it's gay rights or whatever, and nobody knows anything about that. No, no, you're right. We'll bring it back on, Chris. That's an important one. Uh, folks, check out the website, please. Maketechwork.com. You must check it out. And by the way, the service, 
Uh, you can go to help at maketechwork.com. The great Chris Coluccio, 760 Kohler Avenue, 285-1527. Uh, give those five folks a call. They can do anything when it comes to tech and computers and everything else. And the most knowledgeable guy on the face of the planet. Uh, we look forward to the next time. We'll set something up in the next couple of weeks. All right, Jay. Look forward to being back on.